Welcome to the Beautiful Second Act Podcast. If you are in midlife or beyond, if you hunger for your most fulfilling life, if you are brave enough to dream big, to pray boldly, if you think age is just a number and does not define you, then this is the place for you. If you long for a deeper connection to self and spirit and are willing to answer your heart's calling, then this is the place for you. Hi, I'm Patty Beamer, and I believe deep inside all of us, there's an ache for something to light us up. We each have a calling that starts as a whisper and doesn't go away just because we get older. Join me on this journey during our most beautiful second act in life, where I will share with you stories from extraordinary humans who have fully stepped into this life in engaging and inspiring ways. I will also share with you my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. Listen, and I promise to bring you nuggets of joy, grace, awaken your spirit, and at times bring laughter to your world. I invite you to a place where we speak our highest truth, can be our most authentic selves, and are unapologetically real. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Beautiful Second Act and to our final episode of Season 1. I'm so grateful that you guys are here. And today is also the part two of our final conversation for season one, which was entitled The Shift Within Me, and it was with yours truly. Uh, The first part I will put in the show notes. If you guys didn't uh, listen to part one, all you have to do is go back to uh, the previous episode, and that was aired on Tuesday, October 5th. And then today, October 7th, will be the final episode for season one. I just want to take a moment to just share some gratitude. I'm so grateful, you guys, to all of those that um, allowed me the privilege to interview you. Thank you to all of you that spent time here with me, um, you know, sharing your experiences with all of those that tuned in. Thanks to all of you listeners, because without you listeners, there's no reason for me to do this, right? I'm, I'm just really pleased to share our midlife and beyond journeys with all of you to, you know, help, hopefully help us to all live um, our highest selves, our best selves, and our most fulfilling lives in the second half of life. So I'm just, I'm just so grateful to be able to do this kind of work and to have the time to do it. So Um, Again, please listen to part one if you haven't, and this is part two, so let's just dive into it. When I talked about the shift within me, um, the first part of it that I spoke to you guys about on Tuesday kind of was a buildup, and then today I'm going to dive a little bit deeper on what exactly has been going on with me personally. Now, a shift can be different for all of us, and all I can do is, you know, all I can do is speak from my perspective. But I think that some of the things I have to say will hopefully resonate with you and make you understand a little bit more about what it is that I'm moving towards and that I'm hoping a lot of you are awakening to and moving towards as well. Um, I listen, you know, like I've always told you guys, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers. But what, what has come to me is that life is, life can be extremely hard, you guys. And, you know, once we've reached a certain age, um, we have experienced a lot of ups and downs in life. And for some of us, things have been much harder than others. For some of us, we may have experienced loss, you know, tragedy in our lives, um, you know, either very close to home personally, or with someone that we love. And, Um, We cannot reach uh, middle to uh, old age without having 
experienced something. And um, in saying that, I know a lot of people get stuck. I know a lot of people, um, they hit a wall with their healing. And, you know, life in itself is a series of events that are good and bad and uh, beautiful and sad. And um, it's, it's just a compilation of all the moments. But we're really here to learn. And when we are in a space where we can take whatever experience we've been through, whether it be good or bad, and learn from it, specifically the times that are the hardest, that's when we learn the most. And it is so difficult to see that when we're going through the pain. So a shift for me has been this enlightened idea of learning to lean into the things that make me the happiest, leaning into the places and spaces that bring me joy and ease and grace and peacefulness rather than dwelling on all of the negativity. Now there's a, there is a phrase, a buzz phrase actually, that goes around these days called toxic positivity. And I understand that if you're not acknowledging the problems before you and you're blind to them, that you're not really helping the world. But I also understand that there are ways of bringing enlightenment to this, to this world that we live in if each and every one of us could do our very small part. And by saying that, it's like, I don't think that it is a bad thing to lean into goodness, even in the midst of tragedy. Because let me take, for example, the book that I wrote, After the Fire. I wrote it because I saw the best of humanity in the midst of terrible tragedy. The Valley Fire burned more than a thousand homes. Now let's just think about this for a minute. If the average home has about four people living in it and a thousand homes, people are displaced. That's really simple math. You've got 4,000 people without a place to live. And it happened in a few days time, the worst of it in the first 24 hours. So imagine that tragedy. Now imagine the people rallying around each other, strangers helping one another, pulling strangers off the streets and off the highways and throwing them into their cars, not even knowing who they are, just to help them to survive the flames, to help them to escape. Strangers taking the last bit of money that they had to go down and to buy food to prepare to take to the firefighters and to take to the emergency personnel, the first responders. That might have been the last money that they had to get them through the month, and they were giving. Strangers taking time to go and volunteer their time to support them, to cook for them, to prepare a safe zone for them and evacuation centers. The list goes on and on. People taking clothes, diapers, toothbrushes, offering money. These are the things that we can learn that in the midst of tragedy, there is goodness, that people are still fundamentally decent. And that is what will make us whole again. 
as humanity. So the shift in me, although it could be very small, if each of us feels a shift, then we can each contribute our own little piece to the puzzle, and that will make things better in this world. I'm not saying that there's not going to be problems in the world. I'm not saying that there's a way to eradicate all evil. I'm just saying that it will make things so much better for each individual and then for each other person's lives that you come in contact with if you make a shift within yourself. There's something that Gabby Bernstein says. It's a mantra like a morning meditation, if you will, that I have adopted for myself. And I've told it to you guys before. But I will say it again. When I'm having a hard time and I'm having a difficult time focusing on what is actually right, uh, if, I, if I feel stuck and I need to get off of the, the hamster wheel because of the news has been so depressing or something has happened in our lives, what I do is I go back to center and I focus on prayer and ask, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me say? And to whom? This is something that you ask of source or universe or God to channel through, to, through you to your day to keep you in service of some way by saying, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me say? And to whom? If we can each be like a conduit, if we could each be like this this energy force to be like a conductor of, of positivity and happiness and joy and do the things that we feel are our highest selves and our highest good, then we can bring about better things in the world and you will feel so good and so much peace inside you. So how do we get to a place like this? How do we go from feeling stuck with tragedy and loss to feeling um, good because from this, you know, my small little piece of my puzzle where I was feeling so stuck and that I hated my job so much that I, I was angry at home and I was angry wherever I was going and I was resentful of having to get up and go to this place that was making me cranky. You know, by just changing my attitude towards it, I could have changed so much. But if you've ever read The Secret, um, there's parts of The Secret where they talk about the fact that you know, there's not going to be this big blackboard in the sky that's pointing to you which direction to go. You have to feel that purpose within you because you are ultimately creating your own life. Yes, you are in control of creating your own life, but you have to be able to be willing to listen to those, listen to those whispers within you. You already know what you should be doing or you already know what you could be doing, but there's something that is stopping you. You must know what your purpose is if you feel it in your gut, but you keep coming up with excuses on why it's not, why it's not an acceptable or not a responsible thing to do. Because maybe you think it's silly or maybe you're afraid of judgment. Maybe you're afraid that others won't understand your change of course. But, but, to, but to change the course is the whole point, you guys. That's what I'm saying. If you, are, if you feel that you're not working your life's mission or in your own purpose, if you don't feel like you are working towards that which makes you feel the most fulfilled, then you must 
You must make a change. And it's only up to you. There's nothing that anybody else can do for you when it comes to this. That blackboard in the sky doesn't exist, you guys. Nobody's going to tell you in in writing from behind a, a plane, oh, go this direction. Because it's already within you. You already know it's inside you. You just are either making excuses, pushing it aside, telling yourself that no one will understand you're so concerned with whether or not it will be understood that you silence yourself. You've got to be able to open up and be honest with yourself and follow your path honestly. You have to be the first person to accept who you really are or others will not. Others cannot accept who you really are if you don't allow it to be true first. So instead of lying to yourself or disguising things or like I've said before in a past episode, um, you know, like Billy Joel had that song, out of The Stranger, instead of putting on the fake mask, reveal the real you and do and, and go after the things that you really want to be doing. Jack Canfield said something um, in The Secret. He said, it took a lot of years for me to get to this point because I grew up very much with this idea that there was something uh, that I was supposed to do. And if I was, wasn't doing it, well, God would be mad with me. Well, when I really understood that my primary aim was to feel and experience joy, then I began to do only those things which brought me joy. And I have a saying that if it ain't fun, don't do it. Well, I've been telling you guys this. You see, you'll know what your life's purpose is when you have enthusiasm for it. You'll know what it is that you should be doing with your time because that shift will come when you accept that it's all right to pursue those things because you'll have enthusiasm for it. You'll have passion for it. And that will give you your purpose. You'll be working in your purpose when you have enthusiasm. It is, the, it is the, the greater part of you, which is the God piece of you that is inside you that already knows because you have enthusiasm for it. Dr. Wayne Dyer, he talks about enthusiasm and about how in Greek, it's broken down into two different parts, ethiosism, and that's the God within. So the God within is because you have that enthusiasm, it is your passion, it is what's going to drive you, and that is that is your sole purpose. That gives you your purpose. You will know you're doing the right thing because you are so excited and have enthusiasm for it. Um, there's something very fascinating to me about accepting and going with the flow and, and following the easier path. When you start listening to your gut, intuition, whatever you want to call it, when you start following your body's own instincts, your minds and heart and soul's own instincts, when you start following that, things start opening up easier for you. You might reflect on a time in your life where things were easy, when things were moving easily for you. Was your heart open to creative possibilities? Did you not question every little thing? Did you just leave your heart wide open were you joyful? Were you happy? Were you at peace? And when one door opened, did another door open? And then another door open? Or how about this? 
How about if a door closed on you when you thought you were supposed to go in one direction, but instead of being upset about it, you were open to creative possibilities, and then a window might have opened nearby? You know what I'm saying? Because just because something didn't go easily that day, if it was, for example, if I'm working on a project and um, technology is fighting me, it tells me, well, then that's just the way it was meant to be today. I don't get angry about it because I know that I'm being rerouted into a different direction for a reason that day. I'm supposed to pay attention to something different. And that's why for me, and this is my experience and these are the conversations I've had and this is what I have concluded, that we are in our purpose when we feel enthusiastic, when we are listening to the still soft voices, when we are being driven by what makes us the happiest, by when we are with our family and our friends and we are in our highest selves, we are bringing our best selves to them. And so by being exposed to someone that is happy and in a good place, they are then happier and in a better place. And it is that domino effect I, effect I talked to you guys about in part one of this conversation. It is so important that we all listen to our inner voices and feel this shift that's happening within ourselves. Some people get this very young. Some people had it and then they lost it because life gets busy when you become an adult. And then it comes back to us, hopefully later. Some people never get to this point, you guys. Some people never get to this point. Um, there's a song, the MLK song by Patty Griffin. You guys need to listen to it. Um, I'm sure it's been recorded by lots of people. But she talks about getting to the valley and how after climbing the mountain and, and how sometimes she's just so tired she doesn't know she could go on or not. But then, you know, she goes on again just because she's asked to. And the calling is to have her go up onto the mountain and to get down to, to be able to see the valley. And she knows that someday, someday she'll make it to that valley. She doesn't know if she'll make it in this lifetime or not. But she knows that that's the destination, is to reach the beautiful, beautiful valley after the long, hard struggle. And it's like, if you just listen, the valley is there for all of us. And the journey can be a happy journey along the way if you allow it to be. And when we do struggle, because we will, because we are human and things happen, Find the best of humanity. Find the good. Find the lessons that we needed to learn. And make that shift to do with your time what you really want to be doing. Don't wait until the end. Don't wait until the end and say, maybe my whole life was wrong. Maybe I didn't get it my whole life. Don't wait until then. Start making the shift now. Feel the shift. You're being called. And it's from within you. You already have all the answers that you need, you need to have. You were born with the answers that you needed to have. You just gotta, you've just got to stop dismissing them. Stop making excuses for why they can't work or why it's not right or why it won't be accepted. Stop worrying about being judged. And worry more about being true to yourself. Stop betraying 
yourself and live your life on your terms. You can still stay in that nine to five job if that's what makes you happy. You can do anything that makes you happy. But if you choose a path, make sure you're choosing it for the right reasons. Choose the path that feels like you are in your purpose, the enthusiasm, the God within, and ask, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me say and to whom? Try and get into that space, you guys, and I promise you that if you continue to listen to Beautiful Second Act podcasts, in season two, we're going to try and bring you closer and closer to finding your shift, to finding your way, to finding your highest self, to living your highest truth, to being your best self, and to bring your best self to the rest of the world. All right, you guys. I hope that you've enjoyed all these episodes. In the show notes, I'm going to leave you guys a link to the website that will bring you to Beautiful Second Act um, site that has all of the shows in it. Remember, you can listen to any, you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, the easiest ones that I've found are Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but they're also on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Google Play. There's lots of them, you guys. Stitcher. So um, just listen to all the previous ones if you didn't get a chance to uh, get caught up, if you, if you missed some episodes over this season. There are 40 of them now, <laughs> 40 episodes. And we're going to be taking a little break uh, until our season two starts, which will be November 2nd. That is Tuesday, November 2nd. We will start with season two. And I have some really fun uh, people already lined up for our interviews. Don't forget, we're going to continue on to follow at Beautiful Second Act Facebook group during this downtime. And um, you guys can always private message me or go to Instagram and follow me. Please do go to Instagram and follow me there at Beautiful Second Act and uh, share with me some ideas. You can DM me at Instagram with ideas of people that you think would be great for the podcast. And maybe that might, might be you. You might be the listener and you might be the one that needs to tell a story or to share with us how we can live our best life in the second half of life. And um, I just I just really appreciate you. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'll leave links in the show notes to how you can find my book after the fire. And um, just much gratitude, much love to you guys. I hope that these next few weeks that I'm not on the podcast are wonderful to you. But we will connect again at Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. And I will see you there on Friday nights for Friday Night Wine Live and on Sunday mornings for Sunday Morning Coffee Live. You guys are the best. I can't wait to continue this party. Much love. Bye now.